بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما Last week we spoke about Umar ibn al-Khattab and how he dealt with the people in general. How he never felt that because of his position as Amir al-Mu'mineen, he never let that get to his head to make him think that he was superior to others. So he always dealt with the people as if he is still one of the people. He didn't have any type of arrogance or any type of superiority complex over others. He didn't think that others were lesser than him or inferior to him because he was their leader and they were his subjects. He never had that type of a personality at all. So once Umar ibn Khattab during his Khilafah, he and his servant Aslam, they were walking in a place called Sirar. Sirar is about three miles outside of Medina. So they were walking and they saw a fire. And Umar when he saw that fire, he thought that perhaps there are some travelers who have stopped there and they have lit a fire because it's a cold night. Maybe they might need something from us. Let's go to them and see if we can be of any service to them. So Umar and Aslam, they quickly go to where that fire is coming from. And they realize that it's not a group of travelers. Rather, it is just a woman with her young children. A woman with a number of young children. So Umar when he came close, he didn't approach them. He stayed at a bit of a distance before coming close to them. Because this is a, a woman and she has her family, her children with her. So he didn't want to startle her. So he stays back at some distance and he calls out to them. Now this woman, she's there and he can see that she has a pot on the fire, like she's cooking something. And there are a number of kids that are with her and these kids are all crying. So he can tell they're in some type of distress. So he wants to help them. He doesn't come too close at first and from a distance he gives them salam. And he says to them, As-salamu alaykum ya ashab al-daw. Assalamu alaikum ya ashab al-daw. Peace be upon you, O people of the light. Right? Because they had lit a fire. So there was light coming from that fire. So to their, he doesn't know their names, he doesn't know who they are. So he calls them ashab al-daw, people of the light. And this really shows the carefulness of Umar ibn Khattab with his words. These people, they had lit a fire. But he didn't say, Assalamu alaikum ya ashab al-nar. He said, Assalamu alaikum ya ashab al-daw. Peace be upon you, O people of the light. Not peace be upon you, O people of the fire. Because ashab al-nar, that's usually referring to people of Jahannam. So he's very careful, right? He's very conscientious about his choice of words. So he says, Assalamu alaikum ya ahl al-daw. And then the woman, she replies, Wa alaikum as-salam. And of course, she doesn't know who this is. She doesn't know that this is Amirul Mu'mineen. And then he asks her permission. A'adnu, can I come closer? Can I approach? And then she replies to him. Udnu bi khair. Yes, please come closer in a good way. 
So then he comes closer, he sees she's cooking something, she has a pot on the fire, kids are crying. So he asks her, Ma balukum? What's, what's your situation? What's your problem? And she mentions, I was traveling with my children, but it's so cold that we couldn't continue traveling. So we decided to stop here for the night. And then he asked her, why are your kids crying? And then she mentioned they're hungry. That's why they're crying. So then Umar he sees that she's cooking something in the pot. So he says to her, okay, they're hungry, but you're cooking something for them, right? That's why you're cooking in the pot. And then she says, well, actually, it's just water in the pot. I don't have any food. It's just water. I'm just putting it on the fire in the pot so that my kids will think that I'm cooking something. So they'll be expecting that, yes, she's making dinner for us. It's going to be ready soon. And while they're waiting for it, they will just fall asleep. So this is all I'm waiting for. So look at the hard life that, that these people had. Sometimes really no food. Out in the middle of the desert without any place to stay. Lighting a fire with your children, right? L listen to the, the difficulties that these people had in their lives. That's how they had to live. <coughs> Whereas we, in this modern day and age, alhamdulillah, we have so much ease. We have so much comfort, alhamdulillah, but we're not, we're not thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this in the way that we should be. That your thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is really a little. When you see these stories of these people and how they lived and you compare it to your own life, really, it's a huge difference. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us so much ease and we need to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. So she mentioned that yes, we have just stopped here in the middle of our journey don't have any food, kids are crying, kids are hungry, I'm just cooking water on the pot so that they will fall asleep. And then she said, Wallahu baynana wa bayna Umar. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge between us and Umar. So then Umar got shocked and he got worried. She doesn't know that she is speaking to Umar himself. But she said, Wallahu baynana wa bayna Umar. Allah is between us and Umar. Allah will judge between us. So he said, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon you. How would Umar know about your particular situation? He doesn't even know you. He doesn't even know your situation. So why are you upset with him? And then she said to him, That he is the one who took this responsibility in his hands. He is Amirul Mu'mineen. He is in charge of us. And now he is neglecting us. It is his responsibility. He should make sure that every one of his subjects is taken care of. So Umar radiallahu anh, hearing these words, he got scared. And he agreed with it. He was, yes, this is my responsibility. It is my fault that this woman and her children are suffering. So he said to Aslam, his servant who was with him, come on, let's go. Let's go right now. So quickly, Umar radiallahu anh, he went to Darud Daqiq. That is the storage place for the flour. It's basically part of the Baytul Mal, part of the treasury where they used to store food stuff, flour and wheat and barley and this type of stuff. So Umar radiallahu anh, he quickly went there with Aslam to the Darud Daqiq, to the flour storehouse. And he got a big bag and he full, filled it up with flour. 
And then he filled another container full of fat. So flour and fat. And then he told Aslam, he said, okay, these bags and these containers that I have filled up, put it on my back. He told Aslam to put it on his back. Aslam is the servant. So Umar radiallahu anhu is telling his servant, take these things and put it on my back. So then Aslam says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I will carry it for you. You don't have to carry it on your own back. And then Umar radiallahu anhu got mad at Aslam. He got angry with him. He said, Anta tahmilu wizri anni yawm al-qiyamah la umma lak ahmilhu alay. He said, are you going to carry my burdens on Yawm Al-Qiyamah? You're offering to carry this for me. But are you going to carry my burdens on Yawm Al-Qiyamah too? Just put it on my back. He angrily said that to him. So then Aslam had no choice but to put the stuff on the back of Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu an himself. So then they went back quickly to where the woman and her children were. And Umar radiallahu an gave her the supplies. And he said to her, start cooking. Start cooking and I personally, I will fan the flames of the fire. I'll make sure that the fire doesn't go out and you continue to cook. So the woman cooked and Umar radiallahu was blowing on the fire to keep it going. And Aslam, he said that I could see the smoke from the fire going through the beard of Amir al-Mu'mineen. So when the food was finally cooked, <coughs> Umar radiallahu he poured it onto a dish and he fanned it to cool it down and he fed the children. The children came and they ate and he stayed, Umar radiallahu anhu stayed until the children ate, until they were satisfied, until they had eaten to their fill. And then he left the remaining supplies with the woman. He said, you can keep the rest of this, you know, and use it to cook whenever you need to cook for your children. Then Umar radiallahu got up to leave and Aslam got up as well. So the two of them got up to leave after, you know, they had fulfilled uh, their work here. They'd taken care of this family. And as they were leaving, the woman said to Umar radiallahu still not knowing who he was, she said to him, Jazakallahu khaira, anta awla bihadhal amr min amir al-mu'mineen. She said, may Allah reward you with good. You should be amir al-mu'mineen instead of Umar. You would be a better leader than Umar is. And then Umar radiallahu anhu said to her, Quli khaira. Don't speak except with good. You don't have to say anything bad about Amir al-Mu'mineen. Just, just make sure that your speech is all good. And then he said, Ida wasalti ila Amir al-Mu'mineen, wajattini hunak, insha'Allah. If you ever have to go to Amir al-Mu'mineen, if you ever go to the office of Amir al-Mu'mineen, maybe one day you will find me there, insha'Allah. Still, he didn't tell her clearly that he was Amir al-Mu'mineen, but he said, maybe one day if you have to go to Amir al-Mu'mineen, maybe you will find me there, insha'Allah. Because that is what he said to her. And then he asked her before leaving, is there anything else you need? Are, is everything taken care of? Are you fine? And she said, yes, we're good. Thank you very much. Then he got up and he left. But still he didn't go far away. He stayed at a distance, but he was still watching this family to make sure that everything was okay. Finally, he saw the kids. Now they have eaten. Now their stomachs are full. So they're comfortable. They're not crying anymore. Now he sees them playing around with each other and he sees them. He hears them laughing as well. He sees them playing and he hears them laughing. When before, all he heard was crying. Now he's hearing laughing. So after he heard the laughing, then he left. And he told Aslam, he said, you know, when we first came across them, I heard these children crying. 
So I wouldn't feel happy leaving them until I see them laughing. But when I saw them playing and laughing, then I felt comfortable and I left. So this was the concern that he had for his people. This is the personal responsibility that he took upon himself. That he even carried it on his own back. Even though he had his servant literally right next to him. He refused to let his servant carry those supplies. He carried them on his own back because he knew that when he meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he would meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as an individual alone with no one to help him. So he remembered that and he decided to carry his own burdens on his own back. One night during his routine patrol around al Madina. As Umar ibn Khattab used to do, he used to go around the city in the night to make sure that everything was okay. One night he found a, a fur tent that was set up in the, in, in the city that wasn't there before. Like those temporary tents that people just put up. So he, he would patrol the city, he knows the city. But this night he found a tent, a new tent that wasn't there before. So he knew that this is something that has recently been put up and the people who put this up perhaps they're not from the city they're from out of town so he approaches that tent and there's a man standing outside the tent and from inside the tent he can hear some sounds sounds of someone who is in a extreme pain some screams and some moans he could hear it from inside the tent so there's a man outside of the tent and there are these sounds coming from inside the tent so Umar radiallahu anhu approaches the tent and he sees the man outside and he says to him assalamu alaikum and the man replies wa alaikum assalam and then Umar radiallahu anhu says to him man anta who are you and then the man says i have come from the desert i am a bedouin i have come from the desert to meet amirul mu'minin i want to meet Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu for some help i need some financial help so i came to meet him and of course, he doesn't know that he is speaking to Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu himself. So then Umar radiallahu anhu says, okay, and, and what's going on in the tent? What are those sounds coming from the tent? It sounds like someone is in pain. And then the man says, that's none of your business. Please, go on your way. It's none of your business. But Umar radiallahu anhu said, but it really sounds like there is some kind of a problem. Maybe I can help. So please just tell me what's going on. And then he says, okay, if you insist, it's my wife in the tent and she is actually in labor and she's giving birth. That's the sounds that you hear. And then Umar radiallahu anhu says, she's by herself in there and nobody is helping her. And then he said, I came from out of town with my wife. We don't know anyone here. So yeah, she's by herself, giving birth by herself. So then Umar radiallahu anhu, he's shocked at this. How can a woman be alone with no one to help her and she's giving birth? And the husband is standing outside the tent as well. So then Umar radiallahu anhu, quickly he goes to his own home. Quickly, he rushes to his own home to get his own wife to come and help her. So he goes to his home and his wife Umm Kulthum is there. And Umm Kulthum is the daughter of Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu This was one of the wives of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu the daughter of Ali ibn Abi Talib, the, the sister of Al-Hasan and Al-Husayn radiallahu anhum ajma'in. So he goes to his wife, Umm Kulthum, and he says to her, Do you want to take a reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought right to your doorstep? And she says, of course, yes. 
What is this reward that I can get? And then he explains to her. He says, there is a woman and she is in labor. She's giving birth. Can you come and can you help her give birth? And then Umm Kulthum radiallahu anha, she says, yes, of course, I'll help her. So then Umar says, okay, we need to go quickly. Gather all the supplies, whatever you need. Whatever you need to assist her in this childbirth, gather it and let's go quickly. So she gathers everything that she needs. And Umar radiallahu anhu carries all of, that, all of those supplies. And he quickly goes back to where the tent was. And Umm Kulthum radiallahu anha is following him. So Umar radiallahu anhu and his wife, they reach the tent. And Umm Kulthum radiallahu anha, she enters the tent to assist the woman in giving birth. And Umar radiallahu anhu stayed outside with the husband. So while Umm Kulthum is helping the wife, Umar radiallahu anhu says to the husband, he says to the man, light a fire. So the man lights a fire outside and Umar radiallahu anhu starts cooking some food. After some time, the cries of a newborn baby could be heard from inside the tent, that the baby has been born and the baby is crying. So then Umm Kulthum, the wife of Umar radiallahu anhu, she calls out, she says, from, from behind the doors of the tent, from inside the tent, she calls out, she says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, bashir sahibaka bi ghulam. O Amir al-Mu'mineen, give the good news to your friend that he has been given a baby boy. And she addressed him as, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen. So now when the man heard this, he was shocked. That this guy who's helping me is Amir al-Mu'mineen. He is Umar ibn al-Khattab. So he got shocked and he kind of got scared and he kind of, started to move away from Umar radiallahu anhu. But Umar radiallahu anhu said to him, Makanak kama ant. That just stay in your place as you are. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Relax. And then Umar radiallahu anhu, he took the food that he was cooking. It was ready by now. And he put it at the door of the tent. And he told his wife, Umm Kulthum, Ashbi'iha. Take this food that I have cooked and feed it to the woman who has just given birth. And make sure she eats to her fill. She needs her strength now. So Umar radiallahu anhu cooked the food. Umm Kulthum takes the food inside and she feeds this new mother. When the mother had eaten to her fill, Umm Kulthum, she returns the plate back to the door of the tent. And it still has some food on it. And then Umar radiallahu anhu, he takes the plate and he gives it to the man, the husband. And he says to him, now you eat. You have had a very tough night. You know, you came from outside of the city. You don't know anyone here. Your wife just gave birth, right? It's been a difficult night for you. So please, you eat something as well. <coughs> so he gives the rest of the food to this man. And then he tells the man, when the morning comes, in the morning, come to me. Come to my office and I will give you whatever you need. I will give you whatever you and your family need. So when the morning time came, of course, the man did come to meet Umar radiallahu anhu. And Umar radiallahu anhu gave him an allowance. And he gave an allowance for the wife as well. And he also gave an allowance for the newborn baby as well. So they were taken care of, alhamdulillah. So see, Umar radiallahu anhu, this is how he was at the service of his people. No job was too low for Umar radiallahu anhu. He would do anything that he needs to do. He would cook food. He would bring his wife to help deliver babies. Whatever, whatever needed to be done. He didn't think that he was above any type of, of work when it involved the service of his people. 
So this was his personality, radiallahu anhu arda. He used to take care of his people. And he even used to take care, not only of people, he used to take care of animals as well. <coughs> Once, Umar and Uthman and Ali, radiallahu anhu ajma'in, the three of them were together. Umar, radiallahu anhu, was Amirul Mu'mineen. And Uthman and Ali were two of his closest friends and two of his closest advisors. So one day, Umar radiallahu anhu, he was documenting the animals that were collected for zakat. So zakat, as you know, it is a portion of the wealth that you have. So if you have gold or silver, there's a portion of that that is taken as zakat. If people have wealth in terms of animals, a person has camels or a person has sheep or a person has goats, right? The zakat is taken from those animals as well. So there were many animals that were collected as zakat. There were camels, there were sheep, there were goats. And Umar radiallahu an, he would have his people collect this zakat. And then he would go and he would make sure that everything is, is documented. That these animals are well taken care of. And that they are registered. And that everything is written down. So one day he was checking the animals that had been collected for zakat. And... Uthman and Ali radiallahu anhumah, they were helping him with the documentation. They were writing it down for him. So Umar radiallahu anhu, it was a hot day. And he's there where the animals are. And he's giving his instructions, giving the age of the animals, that this animal, this camel is such and such years old. And it's this color. So he would give the description and Uthman and Ali radiallahu anhum, they would record it. They would be writing it down, right? So he was doing this on a hot day in the sun, checking all of the animals, making sure that they're okay, giving the descriptions while Uthman and Ali were documenting and registering everything. And Ali radiallahu anhu, he says to Uthman radiallahu he said to him, Ya Uthman, ama sami'ata qawl ibnati shu'ib he said to Uthman he said yeah Uthman you know where the daughter of Shu'aib she said to her father about Musa oh my father hire this man hire him to work for you Surely the best person that you can hire is someone who is qawi and someone who is ameen. Someone who is physically strong and someone who is trustworthy. So you should hire this man, Musa alayhi salam. He is strong and he is trustworthy. So Ali radiallahu an reminded Uthman radiallahu an of this verse. You know this verse? And then Ali radiallahu an pointed to Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu an going there, looking at the animals, documenting, saying what needs to be written down, doing this hard work by himself. Ali radiallahu anhu pointed to Umar radiallahu anhu and he said, هذا القوي الأمين that this man, Umar ibn Khattab, he is قوي and he is Amin. He is strong and he is trustworthy. This is the respect that the other great companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa had for Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu He would do hard work personally. He wouldn't he wouldn't say like, no, no, this is too difficult for me. I'm going to have someone else do it for me. No, no. It was not like that. He was willing to do whatever he needed to do. Once Salama ibn Qais al-Ashja'i, 
he came to Umar عن, to deliver some good news of some victories in some battles. There were a lot of battles that went on during the Khilafah of Umar So people would come in with the good news of these victories. So once Salama ibn Qais al-Ashja'i came to Medina to give Umar عن, some good news of, of this victory, he came in the afternoon and he saw that Umar عن, was busy feeding people lunch. He used to have these big lunches that he would arrange for the people to come and eat. And was Umar radiallahu anhu sitting and eating with them? No, he was not eating with them. The people were sitting and eating while Umar radiallahu anhu was going around making sure everybody had enough food. He was being like a host and he was treating these people as his guests. So he had his stick with him and he's going around everywhere. And he has his servant Yarfa with him. And he would go from place to place and if he saw some people needed more meat, he would say, Ya Yarfa, bring some more meat for these people. Then he would go to the other side and he would see these people need more bread. Ya Yarfa, bring some more bread for these people. So he would go around, see what everybody needs and tell Yarfa to bring whatever needs to be brought. So while they were eating, he was serving them, making sure that they have everything and making sure they get refills when they need refills. And he had his stick with him to lean upon whenever he needed to. He was standing up, he was not sitting down. And then he would only eat after everyone had eaten. Everyone is full, everyone is satisfied, everyone has eaten, no one is hungry anymore, now he will eat. He couldn't eat if anyone else was hungry because he felt it's his responsibility to feed the people before he feeds himself. This was, this was the integrity of Umar ibn al-Khattab Aslam, the servant of Umar عنه, he mentions an incident. He says once he was out with Umar عنه, and a young woman came to Umar عنه. and this young woman she said, Ya Amir al-Mineen, my husband died <coughs> and I have a number of young children and you know I don't have anything for them and I'm afraid for them that they'll die. We don't even have any food. And then she mentioned Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I am the daughter of Khufaf Ibn Ayma al-Ghifari. Khufaf was one of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam who was at <coughs> who was at Hudaybiyah. Was at Hudaybiyah with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and about those companions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said laqad radiyallahu 'anil mu'minin idh yubay'unaka tahta ash-shajara that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was pleased with the believers when they gave their oath of allegiance to the Prophet ﷺ under the tree. That tree was at Hudaybiyah. So this woman, her father was one of those companions who was there. So she reminded Umar ibn Khattab, she said to him, I am such and such, I am so and so, and my father was Khufaf. And Khufaf was one of the companions who was there with you, Ya Amir al Minin. you were there too at Hudaybiyah with the Prophet ﷺ. So then Umar said to this woman, Marhaba, welcome. <coughs> and then he got... He got a big camel and he loaded that camel full of supplies, food, clothing, other types of supplies. He loaded that big camel with that and he gave the whole camel to her. And he said to her, this should last you for a while, inshallah. This should last you for a while. It was really a huge amount that he gave her. So some of the people who were there, one of the, one of the people who witnessed this said to Umar when he saw that he gave this woman such a huge amount of supplies and food and clothes. 
This man said to Umar radiallahu anhu, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, akthartha laha. Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, you gave her too much. Did, did you really need to give her that much? You gave her too much. And then Umar radiallahu anhu said <coughs> to this man, فَكَلَتْكَ أُمُّكْ May your mother be bereft of you. And then he said to him, But you know this woman? Her dad and her brother, they died in battle. They are shuhada. They are martyrs. And we benefit from the spoils of war from their effort. They fought in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they died. And because of that effort, we get spoils of war. We get riches and we get wealth. So they died and we collect the spoils of war from their effort. So how can I not give it to, to the family of the shuhada? Whatever I give to them, I will give as much as I can to them. And they, they deserve it. The families of people who died in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the families of the shuhada, the families of the martyrs, I will give to them and I will give to them and I will give to them. It's not too much. They deserve it. So he valued the sacrifice of the shaheed. He understood that this person, a person who dies in the way of Allah, he gave up his life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So shouldn't you honor this person's family? Of course. So he valued that. And he understood that this is his responsibility. So he made sure to look after the families of the shuhada. This was the way of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu Inshallah, next week we'll talk about some more stories of Umar radiallahu anhu and how he dealt with the people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him and be pleased with all of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen. Barakallahu feekum. Wallahu alam sallallahu wa sallam. Wa baraka ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Thank <coughs> you.